You thought you were so much better than the other students at State. When I introduced myself to you as your next-door neighbor, you were sure to tell me that you were here for an education and you didn't have time to socialize. It's not like I was doing anything but being friendly. You also were up at 6 a.m. every day. What kind of college boy is up before the sun? You were so weird. It used to drive me and my three sorority sisters who shared my apartment crazy. We put our laundry in the machine and get distracted, forget to take it out of the machine, and at 6.30 sharp, you'd be down there moving our clothes on top of the dryer so you could do your laundry. Well, this one day you didn't have a very big load, and I was more than a bit hungover. I threw my clothes in the dryer, not realizing you had stuff in there. I didn't notice that I'd made a mistake until I pulled my underwear out and realized I had your boxers. I hope you enjoyed my boy shorts. They were probably a size or two small for you, but they are boy shorts after all. Hey everybody, this is the Feminization Boudoir from Candy Apple Press. I am your host, Kylie Gable, and you just heard a minute from Mistress DJ, just a short little snippet, a little, you know, appetizer, shall we say, to kind of get you in the mood. Today's podcast has a story from Mistress DJ, and it's a shorter one. It was in my uh, Forced Forced Feminization Quarterly that came out in September, so it's only like a 2,700-word story. Most of my stories are more like 6,000 words, so this is only about a a 16-minute story, but the good news is you get the whole thing, so I hope you enjoy it. She's just, I mean, a wonderful friend of the show. Uh, a wonderful friend to me, and I think she's got an amazingly sexy voice. So here is Mistress DJ, and she is reading a story, which I had to think of the name, called It's Always the Pretty Ones. It's Always the Pretty Ones, written by Kylie Gable and Claudia Costa, published by Candy Apple Press, 2021. It's Always the Pretty Ones. They have those heart-melting smiles those soulful smiles, and those impossibly thin bodies that any clothes look good on. I use the term pretty deliberately here. Women may fantasize about a Jason Momoa type with bulging muscles that make them feel safe, but not when girls are in their teens and early 20s. Think how many boy band members are buff, and think about how many are androgynously sexy. Even college girls aren't looking for a muscle-bound gladiator. They're looking for a vampire with perfect hair. This is kind of a burden on the guys. These waif-like creatures are so used to captivating women's hearts that they come to expect it. As if a washboard stomach and a tight pair of jeans was all any woman was looking for. They can never understand a woman who isn't really interested. It's kind of funny, really. All this female attention makes a pretty guy vulnerable and full of self-doubt when he meets a woman like me who's willing to say no in order to get what I want. I suppose Zach was the first waif in my collection. He was about five foot nine and maybe 130 pounds, and I was definitely not the only girl who'd noticed him. He was in a tight blue shirt, unbuttoned enough to show off his smooth chest, and a pair of tight white jeans. He was in my freshman econ class, but I don't even know if he was aware of that. He approached me at a campus dance club and asked me to dance, but I passed, telling him that I'd rather spend the evening dancing with my friends. He didn't know how to react as this was something that clearly didn't happen to him very often. He grunted out a, cool, no problem, but I could tell it was bothering him. 
The next econ class, I made sure to sit right across from Zach, but I was not about to make the first move. It's you, he whispered a little too loudly, drawing the ire of Professor Thompson. I turned around towards him without any eye contact. You're the girl from the club, he said. I have no idea what you're talking about, I said in a chilly voice. I really need to hear this lecture. I asked you to dance, but you said you wanted to talk with your friends. Look, if you will shut up so I can pass this class, I'll talk with you after class. It was pretty bitchy of me to say it loud enough for everybody around us to hear. My tone let me put him in his place one more time. He was building me up into something very special in his mind, and that was exactly how I wanted it. After class, he was practically begging me to talk to him. I'm sorry that I don't remember you, I lied. If I was with my friends, I was probably preoccupied. You can make it up to me, he said. Really? You think I owe you something because I didn't want to dance with you? No, that's, that's not what I meant. Well, that's what it sounded like. If you want to make it up for me, take me out to dinner on Friday at 7. I'm in McIntyre Hall. Yeah, sure, that sounds great. This is a date with me, I warned him. I'm not a snob, and I'm not out to bleed you dry, but wherever you pick had better not have a value menu. When Zach showed up at my place, he wasn't really dressed much differently than he was when I first met him. This time, his blue shirt was replaced with the purple one. He still had the tight jeans on and a winning smile on his face. That's what you're wearing? I asked. You wanted me to wear a suit or something? Of course not, but I honestly don't know what you're going for, I replied. You look half done. I just wanted to look nice. Well, if you want to go with this whole androgynous thing, I can help you. Come inside, I said. What do you mean, androgynous? Look at you. You're a pretty boy. Or at least you're pretty. So? I can make you prettier. I don't understand, he said trepidatiously. Why are the pretty ones always such bimbos? I said in mock consternation. I've got makeup, and we can make you look prettier before we go out. I don't know, he said. I don't wear makeup. If you want to take me out, you do, I said, grabbing him by the hand and leading him inside. I didn't start with anything that just cried, girl. That's not... That wasn't what I wanted here. I mostly went with eyeliner, clear mascara, and lip gloss. He wouldn't have looked out of place in an 80s new wave band, but he certainly wouldn't have been mistaken for a girl. He was just a very pretty boy. We went out and Zach got a lot of attention. I think he was a little surprised that I didn't seem jealous, and I pointed out every girl that looked his way with plenty of enthusiasm. This was clearly not what he expected. But once he got used to it, he liked that he had such an open-minded date. Why are you so surprised I think it's cool other girls want the guy I'm with? Aren't guys like that all the time? Not to our face. Guys get jealous. Every woman I've ever known has been jealous, too. I'm not threatened. Actually, I think a threesome could be kind of fun, I said. <coughs> what? Really, he said, coughing on his drink. Yeah, if you could find the right girl, I think we could be talking some real fun. 
Nothing came of my wild suggestion that night, but I had planted a seed and it sprouted just the way I wanted. I wasn't just a pretty girl to Zack anymore. I was some sort of kinky, sexy goddess who he believed he could teach him so much. I did intend to teach him a lot, but it was going to be on my terms. The next time he came over to my place to pick me up for a date, I had a red velvet dress waiting for him. This was a big step, and just like I expected, he balked. What the hell is that? I'm not wearing a dress, he demanded. Everybody will know that you're a guy, I said, even when I do your makeup. Yeah, I don't want to look like a guy in a dress. That's weird. That's hot, I said. No way, he refused. The makeup is one thing, but this is too far. I sat down on the green recliner in my living room, obviously pouting. Look, why is this such a big deal? I still want us to find a threesome. I think it'd be so much fun. I've never had a guy who was willing to go for it like me. Or at least, I thought you were. So why should I wear a dress, he demanded. Remember how much attention you got from the makeup, I asked? This will be much bigger. Remember how much attention you got from the makeup, I asked? This will be much bigger. I finally talked him into it by giving him a guarantee that if he didn't like it, he would never have to do it again. I knew that wouldn't happen because all the attention he'd receive. This guy was vain, very vain. Sure enough, girls were paying him even more attention, and this time I joined in with the flirting. That threesome was so close that he could taste it, and I used that to my advantage. Later that week, I was out drinking with my friends Tasha and Harley. We were having a great time talking amongst ourselves, even if we knew that some guys would inevitably be hitting on us. Do you remember the guy who was hitting on me at the club a couple weeks ago? I asked. You'll have to be way more specific, said Tasha. Yeah, I have no memory past this week, agreed Harley. The pretty boy. I turned him down. Oh my gosh, I do remember that, said Tasha. You were cold. Yeah, he was fine, said Harley. I was thinking of making my own move on him. I am having a lot of fun with him, I admitted. Oh, really? So you did go out with him, asked Tasha. I'm going out with him in a way, I replied. In a way, asked Tasha. I decided I'm going to make him into a girl, I said. He certainly has the look for it, replied Harley. How are you going to talk him into that one, though? I got him to wear makeup and a dress already, I said. Getting him the rest of the way is going to require some help, if you're interested. I'm intrigued, said Tasha. The next weekend when Zach showed up to pick me up for our date, he was very surprised to see my friends there. I hope you don't mind, I cooed when we were alone. I invited my friends along. You never heard three's a crowd? Haven't we been talking about three being a very good time? Yeah, which one, he asked. Does it matter? They're both hot. Don't blow it. Okay, agreed Zach. Let's get you into your dress, I exclaimed excitedly. I don't think we need the dress this week, said Zach, feeling funny to have these other women seeing him getting ready. Oh, why not? You look great in dresses, I declared. Oh, somebody plays with gender, said Tasha in a sing-songy voice. That is so hot. Yeah, it is, agreed Harley. I love it.
See? I exclaimed. Okay, it's all right, said Zack. I'll put on the dress. Wait, yelled Tasha. What is it? I asked. You can't just put a dress on this guy. Zack, right? Yeah, it's Zack, he said. Zack, you're a stone-cold fox. If we did you up right, we could make you look so hot you'd be mobbed on the dance floor, said Tasha. Oh, a full makeover? Let's do it, agreed Harley. I don't think so, said Zack, shaking his head. I raised my eyebrows, reminded him of why he agreed to do this in the first place. Come on, Zack, urged Harley as she grabbed his arm. It'll be fun. Yeah, let's do it, girlfriend, echoed Tasha. I had already warned Zack that my friends were wild, but even he was surprised to see a cute blonde girl and a black girl who could have been a supermodel begging him to let them play dress-up with him. What are you doing, asked Zack, watching Harley set things up. She does my hair, I said. She's going to make you look fabulous, I promise. I'm just going to make sure you look good, said Harley. You need some extensions and a style. Do you recognize this dress, I asked, as I pulled a tight pink lycra number from my closet. He just stared wide-eyed at it. I can't hear you, I said. Speak up. Yes, it's the dress you were wearing the day I asked you to dance. But I thought you didn't remember, said Zack. Don't believe everything you hear, I said. We take good care of our princess, said Tasha, pulling out a strict corset. This will make it fit perfectly. Now strip, giggled Harley. I don't know about this, complained Zack. But even as he groused, he was taking off his jeans and undoing the buttons on his shirt. You know... I cooed. This is going to be so worth it. And now we're going to make you look so sexy, added Tasha. We allowed Zack a modicum of dignity in allowing him to keep his underwear on and not strip completely naked. Tasha handed Zack a pink disposable razor and a can of shaving cream. All right, all that ugly hair comes off now, she ordered. We never said anything about removing body hair, complained Zack. No, 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 teased Tasha. We're in charge now. You don't get a say. Reluctantly, Zack complied. When he was done, we inspected him and touched up a few areas he had missed. Soon, he was completely hairless. Okay, ordered Tasha. Grab the top of the closet door. Get way up there on your tippy toes. When Zack complied, Harley stepped forward with a corset and began to lace him into it. Oh my god, I can't breathe, protested Zack. Beauty is pain, joked Tasha. Zack could see he wasn't exactly getting a lot of sympathy from us. Take shallow breaths. You'll get used to it, I promised. Harley let Tasha take over the tightening of the corset. With her height and strength and a steadying knee on Zack's back, she managed to get his waist size where he wanted it. She firmly secured the corset with a tight knot. Zack's waist had gone from 28 inches down to 24, and those four inches seemed to be drawn to his chest, allowing him to fill out the corset nicely. Wow, I whistled. He definitely has a female shape. We finally made him strip off his underwear and get completely naked before putting on a black lace bra and panty set on him, as well as a pair of silky sheer pantyhose. When Harley helped him into my dress, it fit him perfectly. She told me she swore she could hear him sighing as she zipped up the back. 
A pair of black pumps were put on Zack's feet, and after 20 minutes of walking practice, he was presented to Harley to work on. He's all yours, I said. Make him look amazing. I'll do my best, she replied, motioning for Zack to sit down at my vanity. With practiced skill, Harley shaded and contoured his face. She did his eyes and painted his lips. When she was done, he looked better than he ever had when I had done his makeup. Zack's hair was too short for Holly to style, but I'd specifically asked her to do something a little more permanent than a wig. Zack's hair had a bit of length for a guy, and Jessica was sure that by using extensions, she could make a very convincing and attractive head full of female-looking hair for Zack. It took her over an hour to get Zack completely finished, but we all admitted it was worth it. He was a little dressier than we were, but otherwise appeared to be just as female as anybody else in the bedroom. Oh, wow, gasped Zack. I look hot. You sure do, said Tasha. The girls at the club are going to be all over you. You think, he asked. I guarantee it. Look at Harry Styles. Girls love guys who aren't afraid to be a bit girly, she assured him. Have I let you down so far, I asked. You do amazing work, Harley, said Tasha. I had a lot to work with, she blushed. Zack really has a pretty face. Well, let's get back to the club, I said, sticking Zack's wallet and keys in a small clutch purse and handing it to him. I think your suit will be safe in here. Let's go, said Tasha. I'm happy to admit that Zack got his threesome. I met a wide receiver on the football team named Kenny, and when I whispered to him that my one girlfriend had a little something extra, he was very intrigued. Poor Zack got a ton of attention that night but it was all of the male variety, and if he didn't want to be humiliated, he wound up having to go along with it. Even when Kenny came up to dance with him and began to grind on the cross-dressed sissy, Zack acting like it was all part of the party, it had taken weeks to set up, but that weekend was perfect. Zack has almost forgiven me, and we still go out to the clubs every weekend looking for cute guys. Of course, Zack prefers Aria now. I hope you like that story. A little bit shorter, but as I said, it's at least complete. Um, we're, we're moving right along with this season. It seemed like such a long way when we started, but, um, you know, we take November off and we take May off. Those are the two months that I'll, I'll take off every year. Uh, one of the reasons I take November off is because it's uh, National Novel Writing Month. And I want, I'm still trying to, you know, do my, my non-erotic writing, too. And uh, in this case, November is nat not National Novel Writing Month for me. It's uh, National Novel Editing Month for me. I've got one finished, but I've been editing it for three years, and it's time to, time to get publishing. Um, but anyway, I hope you're enjoying what we're doing here. Um, Shayla's been, been carrying the, the load a lot lately, but... Um, I know we'll be getting some from Jen soon, and Reina's contributions are always more than welcome. And, of course, uh, DJ today just, you know, came through with just a great reading. So, I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, I know I'm, I'm amazed at how many people are, seem to be just discovering this podcast, which is great. So, I hope you're enjoying it. And I will be here next Monday. I hope you are, too. I have no idea what the audio is. I have a feeling it might be Shayla with something new, um, but whatever it is, you can be sure it'll be here, and so will I. Have a great week, and take care.